Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore why women in business are often called such a bitch. My name is Dana Rex and this is my friend Micah Rose and we are both independent recording artists and singer-songwriters based in Europe. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel and your favorite podcast platform. Today, we have Ashley K. Stoyanov on the show with us. She's the founder of Women Crush Music. It's a 100% volunteer-run project of independent arts and media dedicated to creating opportunities through community to inspire rising women songwriters and musicians to make an impact in this male-dominated industry. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I love that I'm here and I'm excited. Well, tell us a bit more about how long Women Crush has been around and what you've achieved so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we are coming up on our fourth anniversary this year, which is pretty wild. Um, you know, this definitely started out as an attempt for me to just make friends in a new city and to see that we've been able to impact thousands of songwriters with our programming in the last four years, especially, you know, during COVID through a time where our industry is just really quite messed up, <laughs> to be frank. Um, it's just been really incredible to, to be leading something like this, especially right now when community is needed more than ever. Uh, Pre-COVID, we started by doing uh, educational workshops, networking events, and showcases on a monthly basis. And we had 16 chapters across North America. And we were all volunteers still to this day. And it's been uh, awesome to see the, the team change and grow over time, depending on what we're doing. We've gone from having one volunteer to four volunteers to 40 volunteers and... And now we've got about 12 and, and, you know, depending on what we end up doing this year, we might have more. Um, but it's been, it's been great. And when COVID hit, we obviously panicked a lot. <laughs> I panicked a lot. <laughs> and we were just like, well, crap, how are we going to help our community right now? What is it that they need? You know, a lot of them need money. And well, unfortunately, we don't have the uh, resources to be able to give them that. But we can at least still continue to give them a community and have Woman Crush be a resource during this time and share information that might be helpful to them. And what we ended up doing is we ended up developing a five-month-long virtual tour in which we virtually visited a city every two weeks and we highlighted performers, uh, songwriters from that area and we used the money that we raised during the showcases to donate them to a local woman-owned music venue. Um, oh, and the, on the wow. yeah, and on the off weeks, we held panels with local industry members to connect them to local songwriters. Um, we did that for five months, and it was amazing. But a very ambitious project for an all volunteer team. Actually, my husband had to act as the sound man <laughs> for all of the <laughs> showcases, um, and it was amazing. I think he had fun. I hope he had fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been great and. You know, this year we are are still trying to be as effective as a resource, but, you know, we don't want to burn out the team either. And we are focusing on purely educational and networking experiences this year for now um, until we know what the world is going to look like um, at the end of the year. Maybe we'll be 
back to doing in-person things, who knows. Um, but we are trying to focus on topics that we know our community really needs to hear about right now. So we're developing all of our programming based on four different pillars, uh, getting your music heard, honing your craft, connecting to industry and building your business. Um, I am a huge, huge, huge believer and advocate for the saying that artists should all think of themselves as entrepreneurs. I don't think that there's any way around it at this point. No. And especially with these first four different events that we've announced uh, last week, um, I think they are kind of a really good introduction to entering this entrepreneurial mindset as an artist. Uh, so starting next week, actually, um, March 2nd, we have uh, a panel about diversifying your revenue streams as a songwriter. And we're going to be talking about the different things that developed during COVID and if those trends are going to last post-COVID and what people can do even, you know, when live music comes back um, to kind of stabilize their their revenue streams and, and God forbid, you know, in case this ever happens again, uh, to be a little bit more stable um, in building your you know, finances, um, that part is obviously very important uh, for anyone who wants to make a living writing music. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then we have, we're going to have our first speed networking event, just a chance to one-on-one -on -one connect with other songwriters, industry professionals, producers. Um, that should be really fun. That's March 16th. And then April 2nd, we're going to have a writing for sync uh, webinar partnering with Midio. They're a Canadian music licensing company. I'm very excited to introduce that technology to the world and, and talk more about writing for sync, which is a very good revenue stream. Um, and then we're partnering with Bandzoogle on April 20. It's either 24th or 26th. <laughs> now, of course, I can't remember um, to do a uh, webinar on building a website Oh, yeah. Uh, that can also make right. you money. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this, but shout out to Banzoogle, but they actually developed a lot of features throughout COVID that helped their artists make a lot more money through their website. Um, and I don't know what those features are off the top of my head, uh, but Stacy Bedford, the CEO of Banzoogle, will actually be part of our panel next week, and she'll be talking a little bit about them. So if you're building your website right now and you want to make more money as a songwriter, tune into the uh, panel because it's going to be uh, very, very exciting. And what about the networking panel? Is that going to be open to anybody who wants to register as well? Yes, yes. All of cool. our events, all of our events are donation based and open to everybody. Um, you know, they're usually about five to ten dollars uh, U.S. dollars, but we do want to make it accessible for everybody, and we understand that not not everyone might be able to make a donation at this time. So I always say, just email me, and I will give you a promo code. It really is, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. Woman Crush Music also needs money to continue to do what we're doing, but. I think at this yeah. point, especially during COVID, we really need each other um, and we really need to band together to to get these these resources and this information out there. Hmm. Yeah. So do you find that you have 
Um, because you're mostly US based, right? So um, do you find that you have mostly US people tuning in or has COVID kind of given you a wider range of uh, nationalities as well? Um, my hope is that we have more people tuning in internationally. Um, I, I saw when we were doing Instagram live showcases, we actually got a lot of international people tuning in there and we got some artist submissions as well from the most random places, uh, Australia, Amsterdam, Argentina, like all these places. I was just like, wow, I can't believe Woman Crush is reaching all of them. Um, but in terms of showing up for uh, these most recent educational events that we've had, um, not that I know of, maybe they were there and they just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my hope is that we can expand, especially once we're able to do live music again. Um, you know, my my family is from Mexico and my dream has always been to kind of set up shop uh, and have a woman crush chapter in Mexico to start and then branch out into other parts of Latin America because that would just be a dream come true for me. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I mean, this is not just a small community anymore that exists on the socials. This is like a full scale organization doing all counts, kinds of, of outreach. Um, you know, you're, you're, you, before COVID, I don't know if you're still doing that virtually, but you, you guys were um, partnering with universities um, and doing songwriting and performance retreats, or is, is that still in, in the planning? That's definitely part of our future planning, uh, for sure. For sure. We're definitely thinking about ways we can do that. You know, I, I've made the decision to keep everything virtual for 2021 just to play it safe. Uh, every every city really is developing differently over here um, in terms of who's getting vaccinations and COVID rates. And so I don't want to assume just because things are going great in Florida, which they're not, by the way, it's awful here, <laughs> that they will be great somewhere else. Um, so I, you know, I, I think in t- talk to me again in about a year from now <laughs> and, and hopefully I will have more exciting updates for you yeah, we will because yeah we well, no, we definitely will but it is tough um because it's kind of like saying oh well I'll have to un- wait until in- the entirety of Europe is COVID free basically it's because the US is so big mm-hmm. um, so it's a it, it is a huge thing to kind of yeah also to organize. anticipate yeah. yeah to anticipate and to work around yeah i think the pa- we're all sick of the pandemic anybody listening to this in the future is like we're all sick mm. of it now <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> oh, but it's not over it, yet yeah. um and our children are going to be like what is this what are they saying what, what is this yes. pandemic they're talking about <laughs> what happened which one are they talking about <laughs> oh, oh god no. can you imagine <laughs> Oh, goodness me. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to ask you, Ashley, how did you start out in the music industry? Like, what, what drew you to music? What, what was your path? Yeah. I was a singer-songwriter in my past life. <laughs> um, it's, it's been a while since I've actively performed, um, just because I, I realized that that path was not for me. I much prefer being on the business end of things, which is something I thought I would never say, by the way, pre- Pre-Woman Crush, I was very like, I'm going to be a singer-songwriter forever and I'm going to record music and tour and all this stuff. And then 
as soon as I started diving into the business side of things, like I was just like, oh, this is what I was meant to do. <laughs> Got it now. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I started playing piano and bass when I was really young. Um, I was about like 10 or 12, 12 when I found my dad's old Fender bass and in a closet somewhere. And I was like, dad, what's that? He was like, it's a bass. And I was like, oh, a guitar. And he was like, no, it's a bass. And then I just taught myself how to play. And uh, my dad was in a 70s 80s punk rock band in new york city they were not very good um, <laughs> they were not very good sorry dad i know he's gonna listen to this and be like why did you say that <laughs> they did play cbgb's though which i think is pretty awesome and i wish i hadn't missed that opportunity um mm. but yeah it started from there and i ended up going to laguardia arts high school um and majored in music there it's the fame school the one that the movie is about um, and they kind of just drilled us with three to four hours of classical music training every day um so oh. that when i finished high school i was like oh i don't know if i want to do this anymore so i ended up going to college for media communications which served me really well when i started uh woman crush actually mm. um that kind of helped us grow quite a bit um but then i really got the songwriting bug um in college and i started really writing and and singing my own songs and people liked it so i went through uh bunch of different bands and rock trios and blues duos and all these different variations of writing my own music and performing and I ended up releasing a solo EP and kind of kept the solo thing going for a while and I started co-writing with a couple of pop artists when I uh, got to Portland and I realized that I really enjoyed doing that much more than I liked putting myself out there as an artist um and i think it's because uh i really like writing that style of music and my voice is just not suited for it Um, and who did you write with um so i've written a few songs with kingsley who is a up-and-coming pop artist in portland oregon also courtney no um right now i'm I'm working with stephanie carcacci who is a singer and uh here in miami actually um she's releasing her first single probably in may this year but uh we've been exploring some soundtrack writing together which is very exciting um i definitely think that's something i want to do more of um just big epic kind of like florence and the machine sounding movie soundtracks um and do you do you produce as well then I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. And I probably never will. Honestly, I was not given that uh, that <laughs> talent. <laughs> Music production is something I've tried to teach myself over and over and over again. I think it involves a great deal of patience, which I do not have the mindset for. Um, it's like the repetition. And I think that's also part of the artist process that I I never liked um, is like being in the studio and having to record things over and over and over and over again. Um, I'm not very much of a perfectionist. So that process was 
grueling to me, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's important. And if you're going to be an, a career artist who is constantly releasing music, like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Like you have to mm-hmm. do it. And uh, besides Women Crush, you also coach businesses with their marketing strategies? Yes. So I focus on uh, community building and client experience. Also, again, developing different revenue streams. Um, And I kind of stress the importance of partnerships in marketing strategies as well. I've been working with a lot of tech and media startups. Um, oh, okay. I, I love startups. I'm a startup nerd. Uh, my long-term vision for my life is to be an angel investor for women-owned startups. Um, and wow. I'm working towards learning everything I possibly can about startups so that I can do that one day. Cool. Um, but that's kind of the direction my life is headed in right now. But I just, I love talking to people about their business or creative project ideas and helping them bring it to life. Because the way I have lived my life thus far, I think about it like Woman Crush has turned into this thing way bigger than me. And that would have never been able to happen if I had held myself back when I was first starting out being like, I don't have the experience. I don't have the money. I don't know anyone who can help me. Like there are so many like buts when you think of an idea and you're just like, oh, but I don't know how to do this. But oh, I don't yeah. know anyone who can oh, help yeah. me. Oh yeah, all those things. Or I can't do this until I do this. Yeah, right. Do this first. And I just, I don't like. I want to help people get out of that mindset, right? And show them that there is a way. There's always a way. It might take mm-hmm. more time, um, but there's always a way. And You know, I I clearly felt that there was a need to start something like this, uh, a community, a resource for women songwriters. And clearly other people felt it too. Um, And I think that that is always true. If you're looking for something and you're not finding it anywhere, there is a need for it and you're not the only one that feels that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Baika, you wanted to ask a question? Ah, it's fine. All right. Uh, I I just, because I'm hearing a lot of, um, you know, female owned. So I I want to know when was your first run in with the gender gap? Maybe how did it influence you to, you know, to grow an all women and non-binary community specifically? You know, what is your connection with that? I mean, I definitely felt it in music, especially when I was part of a all girl rock trio. Uh, for like about a year and we started booking a lot of gigs really quickly but we also weren't booking a lot of gigs because the booking agents at these New York City venues would look at us and they'd be like who wants to listen to three girls playing rock music like they their brains couldn't process it Hmm. and they just wouldn't book us and I had a guy actually not pay us he was just like, but who wants to listen to you guys? I'm like, clearly a lot of people because there's a lot of people in this room that we booked out. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just seeing and like hearing about all these producers that take advantage of these young artists. Unfortunately, it happened to me um, when I was first starting out. I met a pretty, not pretty famous, but he was kind of 
experienced uh, producer who worked with a lot of older artists. And he met me when I was young and really just start, starting out and invited me to his home studio, you guys. Home studio. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant at the time, <laughs> but it didn't it didn't end well. And let's just say if I ever see him again, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The, you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot. That's mm-hmm. so sad. And I mean, that's that's one of the other reasons why I really wanted to start Woman Crush, not only as a place to like create opportunities, but I think the sharing of the resources thing is really important, um, especially you know, in the in the local sense, right? If you're just moving to a new city and maybe you want to start working with a new producer or playing at a new venue, like if you don't know, you can end up in some really crappy places, um, and that's the unfortunate truth. And if if Woman Crush can help prevent those kinds of situations in the future, like that's it. Like my life mission uh, succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> because um, that's that's really what it's about, right? Is making the industry a little a little safer and more fruitful for us. Hmm. Absolutely. So you basically, yeah, you're basically providing a network for people to use, and um, I think that's great. We have uh, similar things here in Hamburg and like Germany with Music Women. Um, I think it's called Music Women, and then you put in like whatever state you're in. Um, and it's awesome it's an amazing resource we have like databases and everything and you can just go and find people and um it it made me feel um like wow there's so many women out there doing this you know there's so many amazing women here and um look at how professional they are and look at how great they're doing these things and 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 it's just it it's a it's very heartening to see and feel and and so I think that's what you're doing with Women Crush um, and that's just great yeah. yeah well I'm glad to hear that there's there's things like that over I and I mean I heard that about Europe that they're a little bit more advanced in advancing women over there well not in Belgium. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but you know anybody from Belgium, from the Belgium in Belgian industry, listening to this? Yes, I mean uh, the 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 music industry in Belgium is a bit shit, to be honest. Uh, it's a mm. tiny country, and it's like a little club. If you're not in the club or invited to invited to the club, then you know you're not in it, and they don't have. Um, initiatives like that at all um you know there is obviously there is the the she said so which we all know as Mm -hmm. well and uh you know but that's all like originate it all originates from other countries and then you you might have a chapter in the netherlands um and and so belgium is half dutch speaking as well so um you know we we kind of tend to uh, do stuff together um and then you know you 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 just join the amsterdam or rotterdam or or or, or somewhere in the Netherlands chapter, but you know nothing really in Belgium. Um, a while ago, there was a chapter of something here, but it, it sadly it ended because it just doesn't get any traction. And that's why I'm always following you guys <laughs> because I think it's amazing. And um, yeah, if I spoke German, I would follow those as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that is wow. one of the main things, though. Like, it's all in German. Well, um, that's normal, right? But yeah, it is normal. Um, yeah. But, yeah. 
Well, dang, start the t- it's time to start a woman crush Belgium chapter. That's what I'm hearing. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> I, I'm a volunteer. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Yes, we also have a sound guy. <laughs> I think sound, sound man went back to bed. <laughs> I know. I mean, Donna has a sound guy as well. So you I also, also have, have a sound, sound guy. guy. Yes. You do. That's wonderful. That's, they're important. Yeah. But we need a yeah. sound girl. <laughs> That's the big we issue. We do everything myself. <laughs> we do. And the truth is, I think I, I am... Uh, this is totally not feminist feminist of me at all and i'm guilty of it but i think because uh my husband knows how to do it and has just done it for me i've just not bothered to learn and i'm not saying that i'm not capable because i definitely likely am um but i'm just oh yeah no that happens all the time though no the thing is with that though right um it's something my mom always says as well um just because I can learn something or, you know, I, just because I'm capable of learning to do something doesn't mean I have to. Because if I learn to do it, then I have to do it all the time. Yes. You know, so, so she's like, I don't want to learn handiwork because then I'd have to do that. And right now my husband does this. Right. So she, that's that's she's just there like, well, you know, I do the cooking. Otherwise, he wouldn't have anything to do. Thing. Yeah, it's a kind of like a cliche thing to do. But it's like, why bother if you've got someone there? It's so, also yeah, uh, switching into uh, business mode a little bit again, right? I always tell people that you should know how to do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're going to outsource and start delegating these things to people so that you know that you are not getting screwed over. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That you know what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I always tell artists or, or any business person that I speak to like, yeah, sure. Definitely hire somebody to do your taxes because they're very annoying here in the States. Um <laughs> But also, like, know the kinds of things that you can write off and, like, what percentages and everything that you're going to be taking out of your paycheck so that you know that they're doing the best by you. And, of course, Mm -hmm. over time, you learn to trust people who are doing these things for you over and over and over again, and you won't have to worry about it. But at first, when you're developing your network and you're meeting new people, you know, it's, it's good to know so that when you talk to them, you don't sound like you don't know anything about it yeah. fake it till you make it is what i say <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean you've you've already kind of touched on um why you started women crush right but um i just wanted to know if there was one specific thing like one incident or one one kind of thing that made you want to start women crush media so I really think it wasn't one thing. It was just a culmination of a lot of the things that I had enjoyed doing and that I was good at at the mm-hmm. time. And it wasn't my intention to start an organization when I when we had the first Woman Crush Showcase. It, it, it happened completely by accident. It really happened in, in a very organic way that forced me to learn a lot of things about developing a business and being a leader, Mm -hmm. right? Um, 
and knowing how to put things together and dealing with budgets and like a lot of things that I never knew that I had to know about or that I thought I would have to know about. Um, but, you know, it, looking back on the whole experience now, it really makes a lot of sense to me that it happened, right? Because it's an organization about helping people and promoting them and creating equality in an industry that I feel very passionate about to this day. Um, and it started off by curating shows, which I was always doing, even pre-Women Crush when I was in college. I'd always put shows together with my friends. I would always help them with their marketing strategies. Um, and to just see that kind of come together in a bigger way on an almost international level at this point, um, it just makes sense. Um, but it definitely wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it definitely wasn't on purpose. I, I think that some people, you know, they read about Woman Crush and they hear about everything that we're doing and they're like, oh my God, Ashley, like, you're so great. Like, how did you think about this? And I'm like, I didn't. It's just going <laughs> to happen. But, but that's what I'm saying, right? Is like, if you feel like you, there needs to be something in a certain community, like, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. And, like that's what happened to me and and if i had let all of those what ifs and and buts like take over my my brain and you know try to do everything as perfectly as i could every st- at, at this point uh in developing a business not being a perfectionist really helped me um because i was just kind of like well let's just do it this way and if it doesn't work we'll figure it out then yeah. <laughs> but Ask anyone who's ever started anything and they'll tell you that's basically how it goes for the first two years. Yeah. Well, um, we're happy that this accident happened. <laughs> thank you. Me me too. Definitely me too. It's been an adventure, but I you know, I'm I'm getting like I'm starting to think, wow, next year if Woman Crush turns five, um, and that crazy. is like a crazy, crazy, beautiful, insane thought that uh that I've been thinking about a lot recently, just kind of getting emotional about it and thinking about, you know, all the things that I want to do before then too. Uh, But COVID's not helping anything. So, um, well, congratulations again. Yes. Micah. Yeah. No, I think um, that's all for today. Right. Um, So thank you for tuning into Unboxing Women. Be sure to connect with us on our socials, which you can find in the show notes, or send us a DM, let us know your personal experiences with the hashtag suchabitch. Today's guest has been Ashley from Women Crush Music. Thank you again, Ashley, for coming on the show. It was really great to have you. Yes, it's so fun. Yes, amazing. You can find all of the links uh, to Women Crush Music in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. And don't forget to support your favorite artist through merch or donations. My name is Micah Rose. I've been chatting with Dana X and Ashley from Women Crush Music. This is a bi-weekly show, and we will be back for you in two weeks' time. Same time, same place. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.